Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Seven levels of classification was taught to me using a mnemonic device. Kings play chess on fine glass sets. Kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. Our system of classifying an organism summed up with the image of royals playing chess. But to what excess will I fully understand our classification, us being homo sapien? Well, I can't speak the dead language scientists still use, so maybe I will never understand taxonomy. Our study of classification sounds way too much like taxidermy, the practice of stuffing dead animals to look like they're alive, until you realize that the tax in both those words comes from the Greek word taxis, meaning arrangement. Taxonomy, nomi, nomia, meaning distribution. Taxidermy, dermi, derma, meaning skin. Both arranging the same thing, except one wants to stuff dead animals and the other wants to put them in a box. Humans made these words, but nature doesn't care to be arranged. Nature doesn't care if humans consider two plants that look the same, different species, because one is a darker color. Humans like it when things make sense, so everything has to make sense. Everything needs a label, a definition, a set of rules, an etymology, a study of. Everything needs to be controlled. Now, that can apply to most things, but Mother Nature is a ferocious, wild animal who will not be tamed by your labels. You will try to mess of every aspect of her environment, from her many species, to her weather, to her natural basic functions. But when you mess with Mother Nature, she gives you a hurricane. And that is when our fury will reign and we'll learn the lesson of the ecosystem, the lesson that all our ancestors knew, but has stopped of us. When you destroy the environment, you destroy yourself, because we are the environment, and we always have been, with every modification and new nation that drew straight lines on a world that wasn't made up of straight lines, with every skyscraper and piece of paper claiming that a piece of mother nature was theirs to own, with feudalism and colonialism and multiculturalism, with every single ism. We have always been a part of the environment, yet there's this disconnect because of our supposed superior intellect we are different and smarter than those wild animals acting like we ourselves are not animals but once in a while you've got to remind yourself we are all kingdom animalia that was kingdom animalia by adeline zipman this year's winner of the art slam competition grounded now, if you've been going to poetry gigs in melbourne over the last year chances are that you've seen adeline on stage She's a bright spark in the poetry community, and at 14 years old, I believe she's the youngest guest we've ever had on the Spoken Word program. Really? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show, Adeline. Hello. And congratulations on the prize. Thank you. 
it was it, it was originally um, a dance competition, but I think this year they incorporated poetry into it. So um, it was it takes place on two nights. The first night is like the adult division, and the second one is like next gen. Um, and uh, it was about four poets. So that's me and like three other girls. Um, uh, two of them were sixteen. One of them was eighteen. And um, not not to mention like all the dancers. Like the dancers were in- incredible. Like. They were so talented and so hardworking. I was like, oh my god, I could never dance like that ever. Like, how, how, how is that possible? Um, and so that the girls I perform with, like, I'm like, I still talk to them today. Like, they're pretty good friends of mine now. Like, they're they're great. You've been going to a lot of poetry gigs lately. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know. How are you finding it? Um, I don't know. I re- I really like doing. It. It's just. In today's society, young people's voices are often, you know, um, ignored and misinterpreted. And, like, you know, to have so many young people nowadays just taking up positions where their voices can actually be heard is, like, absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I feel that maybe I just want my voice to be heard, and I feel that's what most young people want. So where did you first hear about poetry? Um, well, like, I feel like everyone's known about poetry, right? So, I don't know, like, first, like, spoken word? Maybe it was earlier this year, and there was this guy that came to our school. Uh, his name's, like, Luca Lesson. Yeah, and he came to our school, and he performed some poetry, and I'm like, okay, wow, this guy's pretty cool. Like, how is this a job? People can do this as a job? What? Uh, there was this point, the last bit of his show, where he's like, does anyone want to come up and perform poetry? And, like, I didn't really have any poetry then. And I was like, oh, my God, if I had some, I could, I would totally go up there and just say it, even if people would laugh at me. Um, but I don't know, just poetry is, I guess, this whole outlet thingy. It's It's this thing where I can just write and people can hear it and they're like cool, we're not going to give you any criticism because poetry is really subjective and you can do whatever you want with it and we like what you're saying, you know? It's just, it's nice to have someone like what I'm saying. You've performed at slams, like Slam Alama Ding Dong, yeah, um, with uh, a fairly big audience. What's yeah. that feel like? I don't know. I think I forget the second it comes back on, like the second I come off and then like an hour later, I'm just like, oh my God, holy crap, I did that. Like, I, it doesn't seem to change every time. Like... Um, I don't know, it's just this sort of rush, like, people are looking at you and you just perform, like, I don't know, I've always loved, like, theatre and, like, acting and stuff, but, like, I've never been in, like, a proper play or a musical at my school, um, but, I don't know, I've always liked performance, and, you know, with Slam, it's this whole performance thing, because, like, you can be saying something, like, really meaningful, like, some of the most, like, meaningful poetry ever, and it could have, like, a really serious message, but if you're just, like, packaging in this whole, like, monotone sort of voice, and you're just not doing anything, and, like, it's just boring. No one likes that. No one wants to hear boring. They want to hear, you know, it's like, with a song, like, you could just say the lyrics if you wanted, but I guess it's the melody that draws people in. And then through that, people can hear what you're saying. Yeah, so that that's something that people say a lot, that uh, p- good poetry has a, a music in it. Yeah, definitely. Um, if, if it's a good poem, you should be able to remember it because it has a good rhythm and you're able to remember rhythms pretty well. That's why like people can remember songs. Now, you've got another piece called Scared. Is that about being on stage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how did you possibly know that? Um, it was... 
poem that I performed at the second half of the Grounded Poetry Competition, um, there was there was a tiebreaker between me and this girl called Zofia, and she's like she's genuinely great. She's like such a lovely person. Like oh my god, um, and and then I performed this one, and I guess this is the one that won me comp. So here I am, up here, in front of you, and. I'm scared, scared out of my mind, but I'm always scared of everything, of anything, but this is a different type of scared, a heart beating, leg shaking, mind racing type of scared. The type of scared where I swear my skeleton is going to jump out of my skin. And then you'll be able to see what I look like on the inside. Trust me, just as petrified as the outside of all my blood and guts and muscles and fat. And maybe, just maybe, you'll see a tiny piece of poetry that was never seen because I was scared of what you might think. Maybe this fear is the fear of disappointment, the fear that there is always going to be someone to disappoint and somehow I'll find a way to do it. Or maybe this fear is the fear that everything I do isn't good enough because I'm not good enough. But you know what? I would do the same thing as my skeleton because I was never comfortable in my skin and at least this structure of bones could figuratively leave this stage. Meanwhile, I'm here, but I want to be here. Because every time I'm on stage, there's that one moment where I'm not afraid, where I'm confident, where everything is fine and... Despite the stage fright, the audience, the bright lights, and this mic, things will turn out all right. As long as you're doing what you love to do, things will turn out all right. Sure, you can fear the future. Futures will always look scary when you focus on what makes them scary. Of course, worrying about money, climate change, or screwing up on stage will make things look scary, but two years ago... You were worrying about last year and last year. You were worrying about this year and this year. You're worrying about next year and next year. You're worrying about the next year. I get it. You need to be prepared. I get it. Sometimes you just get scared. I get it. It's easier to complain than to try to make a change. I get it. You don't know what the future has in store. I get it. But you'll never know if you break down and cry on the floor. Without a doubt. There is so much more to be happy about than to be scared about. Like next year, you could have your most cherished memory next year. You could find a new hobby next year. You could meet a lifelong friend next year. You could meet the love of your life. Now, I didn't say this year. Because this year is more than halfway through and there's not a lot left to do either way. I'm sure some amazing things have happened. For example, this year... I discovered my love of poetry, wrote some poems and I put in every piece of me, wrote so many till it overflowed, I guess I have too much flow. I had to let it out before there was a drought, asked anybody if it was any good, they thought I should just let it out. So every time I'm on stage and I'm afraid, I remember why I want to do this. After that, I'm not so scared. I think writing is the best medicine that, you know, can heal you so quickly. I want to talk about issues that we have in common between us. Because I recognize that in people. They want this sense of community, this sense of belonging, this sense of, yes, he knows what I think about, he knows what I'm talking about. It was poetry by the workers, for the workers, about the workers' work. It's just about facing those truths in your life. Don't put away your story. Be the puzzle. Not the piece. This is Spoken Word on 3CR Community Radio. Don't get me started.
Где ты сейчас? И смотришь ли ты на меня с неба, бабушка милая, поделись силой своей со мной в трудный час. Завлети мои в косу волосы, успокой меня своим голосом, бабушка, бабушка, где ты сейчас и tuned to 3CR and I'm speaking with Adeline Zipman. That was Babushka by Marina V. <laughs> Have I said that correctly? Babushka. Babushka. You're, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. I'm, I'm, I might not be like the best person to go to about Russian advice. There's this concept called receptive bilingualism where it's like um, you, you grow up in, well, you're in a household with two people that speak two different languages, but they can communicate and not even have to speak the other one's language. They just understand each other. Yeah. I think the first time I saw you, Adeline, was at a gig called Paperwaves. Oh, uh, yeah, I love Paperwaves. Oh, it's like closing down now. Yeah, it's yeah. closing down. That's it was sad. convened by um, a co presenter on this very show, Ella Fanelska. Oh, Ella. Ella's great. She's, yeah. such, she's such a lovely person. It's really fun. Um, anyway, I was struck by a poem that you did uh, at Paperwaves once, and it was, a, it was a poem to your grandmother. Mm, yeah, my grandmother actually came for that. Would you mind reading it for yeah, us? Yeah, I'd love to. Моя бабушка. Я пишу этот стих для тебя, 
потому что я люблю тебя, но я не очень хорошо говорю по-русски, так что я скажу этот стих по-английски. Да, я знаю, что ты не очень хорошо понимаешь английский, но любовь не говорит на языке. My grandmother, I am writing this poem for you because I love you, but I don't speak Russian very well. So I will say this poem in English. Yes, I know you don't understand English well, but love speaks no language. No matter the language barrier, or the generational gap, or the extra steps we walk to reach understanding, we still understand each other. My grandmother, you had three daughters and six grandchildren, maybe one day great-grandchildren, and as the youngest to you, I will always be the baby. You were there for every one of your children's children, to aid in raising, to nourish with food, to see us flourish into adulthood. But that's just what grandmothers do. So no matter what I do, I know you will always love me. Спасибо тебе, бабушка. Thank you, бабушка. That's a great poem. Thank you. Straight from the heart. Did it take long to write? I don't really remember. I just sort of like write and I don't look at the time very much. Like, I think most of my really good poems have been written at like 2 to 3 a.m. I think that's just what happens when you go to school. You sort of don't sleep sometimes. Where does inspiration come for you? Inspiration? I don't know. Like, uh, I might like watch a really interesting video on YouTube or I might like listen to a really cool poem or I might be listening to a song or I might like think of something and I'm just like, hey, that's... Or, or like out of the bloom, out of like nowhere, I could just like, oh, that, that, those two words rhyme. That sounds pretty cool. That means something. Oh, wait, now I have a poem. What did I do? <laughs> And then what do you do? Do you write it down straight away or? Um, no, well, most of the time I try to, but like if I'm not in a, if I'm not in a place where I can just take out my phone and like write it, because sometimes it's just like I'm at school. And sometimes I just come up with interesting lines and I'm just like, I can't think of a poem to put this in. So it just turns into a, just a really interesting line. I think there's like a lot of poems that I would say are, are pretty bad, like just like really bad. And, but like, but then, then there's like this one line in the poem where it's just like, okay, wow, that's, that's pretty good. So how do you test them out? Um, I, I tell them to my parents, <laughs> but I think they might be biased. It's like, so that just might like skew my opinion because they're just going to be like, oh no, it's lovely. Everything you do is lovely. And I'm just like, I just want a genuine opinion. So um, yes, I think like open mics are a really good way to figure out what people might think of your poetry. If you ever do it in like a competition or like if you ever like do it in a book or something, like then that just gives you an idea of what like other people might think. So you're not just thinking, hey, I really like this poem, but like, you know, if like, if like 300 people are saying, no, that's just terrible. Why, why is that? Why is that a thing? Why that should not be existing? Throw it in the fire, burn, burn, die. Like um, the very first one I did was at Lentils is Anything at Abbotsford Convert. They, that's a nice one. Um, I think they do a lot of really good work for the community and like they genuinely make an impact. Like, And, and also their food's pretty good, so that was fun. Because <laughs> um, a lot of your poems have a kind of uh, environmental or social message in them. Do you think that's an important role of poetry? To carry, like, you will, I feel all poetry needs to sort of carry a message, not like... I don't really know. I don't. Tr I don't want to write a lot of political stuff because I feel like in the poetry communities there already is so much political stuff, and I'm just like, okay, it doesn't have to be political all the time. And I feel like now, like in this current like age we're in, 
politics is like really, really fussy. The whole thing's just like a mess, and it doesn't really have to be like a social, like like a social commentary or anything. It it can just be like quite tiny. I don't know. Sometimes people just want to be distracted by it and like want to, you know, listen to some good rhymes. <laughs> If you love 3CR, then why not support us by setting up a regular donation? You decide how much and how often you donate, and once it's set up, you don't have to think about it. Monthly, weekly, annually, you decide, and there's no minimum amount. Your donation is also 100% tax deductible, and you can claim the entire amount back via your tax return, knowing you are directly diverting Commonwealth funds to keeping your favourite station operating. It's the easiest way to grow 3CR. So if this works for you, sign up. Go to 3cr.org.au slash donate or call the station on 9419 8377. Scrolling through the infinite internet, I stumbled across a post from a girl no one had heard from in years and suddenly her words popped out of nowhere and spoke to me. It read, Hi, I'm lonely. Someone, anyone, please hold me. I need any kind of human interaction. Can anyone be my lovely distraction? Just keep my mind away from my thoughts. My brain or me or my life is out of sorts. I'm tormented, I'm demented, I'm begging for something, so save me. I'm here waiting. Years ago I tried to do the saving... Never mind, don't save me. You probably can't. Just be there for me while I rant about my life and my strife. Meanwhile, you hold me. Just hold me. Just say something. So if you're looking for an okay time, keep me in mind. Give me a ring. Signed, Lonely. I feel that with poetry, it can really be a bridge between people. You can communicate a lot of things, but at the same time be as vague as you want to be and people can sort of figure out what you mean from there. Who is it that creates the meaning in the poetry? Is it the, the writer or is it the person who listens to it? Um, no, definitely both. I, I once performed a poem at an open mic and like I had this, this one idea about what I wanted the message in the poem to be and then um, after I performed it, some guy came up to me and he's like, hey, I really liked how you said this thing and I'm just like, oh my god, I didn't think about that. Did I put that in unintentionally? Like, did I mean to write that? And it's just like, no, he just had a different interpretation, like, based on his experiences, you know? He had, hey, um, this girl's saying something that I can relate to, but when I didn't, like, mean to relate to him, I think people find ways that they can relate to the poet, and that's what really makes it so great. Like, you can find meaning in, in poetry, and you can say, hey, I, I relate to this thing you talked about, and, and I really like it a lot, and... Well, like with open mics, you can really, you can actually talk to the people who wrote it. So you can be like, hey, um, I like how you wrote that thingy and did you mean that to write that? Or, you know, it's, it's really, you know, equal on that level. Do you feel like poetry's changed you? Um, I guess in a way it has. I don't know. Last year was like really bad for me. I don't know. I couldn't really deal with a lot of things emotionally. I don't know. Um, but this year, I don't know. I feel that it's more of a 
platform where I can say, hey, this is a thing I'm thinking about, and I don't know if any other people are thinking this, so can you tell me if you're also thinking this thingy? You know, language and stuff, like, it it can really... If if we weren't talking right now, then how would you know, like, what I was saying? How would I know what you were saying or, like, what what you were thinking? That's a great segue into our next poem. It was intentional. (laughs) (laughs) Words. Yeah. Do you like to read this one? Yeah. Does anything I say have any impact at all? Do my words make tiny handprints in the wet cement of someone's footpath? Do I at least for a second make someone think the same way I think I like to think so? Because if so, then I know that I have shown at least someone how amazing words are. And if they've already found that beauty, then I can say I've found it too. Because before I knew the beauty of language, words would just pass through me when I should have made them stick to me like post-it notes scratched of insults, maliciously slapped on someone's back. Yeah, some words can be used to hurt, but that's just because those who use them are hurt. I would take these words and put them under a microscope and zoom in and out and make them bigger and mean more than what they actually meant. I'd let these words define me and put me in a box, words that other people had given me. I'd let those words be my entire identity when I should have just left them do what they were. Words. Just words. So I decided that instead of making language my enemy, I could make it my friend because words can be used to hate but they can also be used to create and combat that hate. I wasn't going to let them decide who I was. I wasn't going to let them give me their own definitions of me. If my name was in a dictionary right beside it, you would see the following, a girl who paints with words. Because words are my pen and the world is my paper. To me, they weren't going to be the bullets in a gun. They were going to be the paint in a painting. With words as my greatest ally, I can tell those who've done me wrong that they don't need a hurt in order to be strong. Words used to beat me down, but now they are the ones that rise me up. You know, I found beauty in language, funny quirks, the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we all are because of language. But it means so much more to me than I'd ever thought it would mean to me. Like, I like that most words in English derive from French and that sometimes English doesn't even make sense. That's why I love language, not just the technicalities, but the way I found it when I needed an outlet. So I like to think that my outlet makes an impact, like when a fork makes contact of an outlet. But what impact will I make? I'm just a girl armed of words. That was Words by Adeline Zipman, winner of this year's Art Slam competition, Grounded, and our guest today. Thank you for coming in and joining us, Adeline. Thank you. That is the show for the week. Please tune in every Thursday at 9am or download the podcast from 3cr.org.au. While you're there, please consider donating or becoming a subscriber to keep community radio on air. For up-to-date info on poetry gigs, don't forget to visit www.melbournespokenword.com. I'm Brendan Bonsack. Thank you for listening.
Thank you.